everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vijana Tupo Talks, a podcast by Vijana Tupo Initiative in partnership with the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network Kenya. My name is Grace Waswa. I am the founder of Vijana Tupo Initiative, where we provide sustainable and workable solutions for youth unemployment. In today's conversation, we continue talking about sustainable trade because as Vijana Tupo, we are going with the theme sustainable trade to empower young people towards sustainable trade so that they can be able to learn how they can access global value chains and increase profit in their businesses. Just before I introduce our guest for today, I'd love to put matters into context so that as we are continuing the, with the conversation, we have a brief idea of where we are coming from and where we want to go. So, the integration dream for Africa has been so deeply desired by Africans. I know because I'm one of them. Finally, we are making a step towards the Africa we want, the after. But is it really the Africa we want if we are divided? Now, get this. It is no secret that Africa's growth sits in the hands of SMEs and startups, most of which are led by young Africans. Small and medium enterprises have been considered as the engine, yes, the engine of economic growth. But we still have the competition mentality among young people who do not want to come up, come together, put their ideas together and work towards one goal. Today, we talk about partnership for the SMEs. We believe that partnerships and collaboration play a big role in achieving all our goals in the SME world, in the startup world. Most importantly, we want to talk about how young people can leverage on partnerships and collaboration to take advantage of the opportunities and um, the privileges that the AFTA presents. So without further ado, I'd like to invite my guest today. I want to introduce my guest today, who is Miss Maame Awinador Kanyi Rige. I'm sorry if I've mothered oh, yeah, <laughs> She's an international trade consultant with Black, with Black Bridge Consulting Group. She's a trade contributor with Future Africa Forum. Karibu Sana, Karibu Sana is welcome in Swahili. You're so much welcome okay. to our podcast today. <laughs> yes, and we cannot wait to have the conversation today uh, about partnership for the development of SMEs in Africa. If you could please just introduce yourself and we can proceed with the conversation. Right, so um, as you rightfully said, as Grace rightfully said, I am Mame Aonado Kanyege, and um, yes, I am a consultant with the Blackbridge Consulting Group here in Ghana, and um, I, my areas of expertise are international trade law, um, regional integration, international relations, and then economics. So um, yeah, fund fundamentals I do, I also write, so I'm a writer also, I write children's books, and I also um, write articles for different platforms. And um, yeah, so presently I have I've just taken a keen interest in the AFCFTA and also in SMEs to see how best um, they can also be the ones because pretty much they are the ones who drive who drive our economy and so how mm. best they can um, capitalize on a on an interesting agreement that's on paper but make it more um, practical um, mm. for them for implementation so yeah that's pretty much 
um, what it is for me now. Um, yes. Wonderful. That's really, really great. And what you're doing is amazing. I love that you're a writer. I'm a writer too, so. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> <Yes>. Lovely. <laughs> yes. And so, Mame, we want to talk about partnerships for Africa. But before we go to that, I saw a conversation um, uh, I think it was an interview that you did on YouTube. I, I've, I've forgotten the YouTube channel, okay. but as I was preparing this uh, before for this podcast, I found it so interesting and I thought maybe we can mention it uh, before we talk about the partnership sector. So I saw you talk about how small businesses can first benefit from the after. I know we're going to talk about how young people can partner and collaborate with one another and such and such, but how, how can small businesses benefit from the after? Well, fundamentally, I think that one of the key things is from information. So obviously they need to know what um, the AFTA is all about and how it benefits them. And so it's um, when it comes to laws and provisions of this nature, the whole idea is to facilitate trade and support businesses. But if you don't understand the extent to which your business can benefit, then obviously you cannot capitalize on it. So one of the things is that SMEs need to know, be well-informed and also they need to build capacity. And so they need to um, be able to build capacity to trade not only within their country, but be able to um, be prepared for an international market. So for, so to speak, um, looking at more of not focusing just on maybe what works well in their country, but now when you're producing something, you need to ask yourself, where will this sell well also? Um, and so, yes, things of that nature. And um, yeah, so I think that one of the things that be informed, build capacity and, um, and then form collaborations. And so those are the th three areas that I think that um, SMEs can use to benefit, I mean, capitalize on the AFCFT, so. Okay, okay. We've talked about being well informed, build capacity, and and, and the topic that you're talking about today, build collaborations. Yes. 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 And um, truly, I believe that there's such a need for Africans and for young Africans with SMEs to build collaborations. I listened to also another top another talk that you you gave. And I remember I was particularly interested, actually when I was when I was giving this topic to you, I was particularly interested in what you had mentioned and I found it so profound. And you mentioned that the after is supposed to push competition, but we don't want competition. We don't want Africans to compete with one another. We want it to compete with the rest of the world. And that's the gist of our topic today. Can you please talk to us about the importance of these collaborations for the SMEs? Okay, um, so one of the things that we need to also understand is that when the global market was being established, one of the things that, um, you know, international, um, maybe let's say international firms or more developed states were looking more at, at competition. And so the idea was that if you compete, you become well advanced to be able to perform better. But mind mm. you, these were states that were already well established within so they had already yes. built internal capacity, right? Now in Africa, the unfortunate thing for us was that we were now going to join a system of competition when we were not well enhanced within. Um, and so in this case, what you realize is that you have small, small um, states, whether it's countries like, um, well, Ghana is a small country for, for one. Mm. You have Togo, Benin, landlocked countries competing with nations as huge as China. You know, mm -hmm. people in the billions, people as huge as India. Look at um, Europe, for example, you have the EU. So when you are trading, you're trading with the EU market, not necessarily the individual states, the US population, looking at 800,000. So this was Africa's disadvantage. And so we've had our SMEs, our small businesses here, trying to compete with companies like Nestle. 
Um, and so, yeah, and with, with products that are with finished goods. And so one of the key things about collaboration here is that we need to also understand that we as Africans have a common heritage and um, the same way nations uh, like in Europe were able to come together for one market. Our unity will help us to in, like build um, strength within so we can compete without because sometimes, I mean, thinking about cost of production is really high, but when the costs are shared, obviously reduces the burden. Um, you can also, things like collaborating with ideas, even countries pulling um, resources, maybe you are in Kenya and you have, um, okay, let me even use Ethiopia, for example. Ethiopia has mm -hmm. um, leather, they produce, one of the highest producers of leather. And so let's say, for example, you have skilled shoemakers in Kenya. So why should Ethiopia struggle to find skilled shoemakers in Ethiopia? Why don't they just collaborate with some skilled um, shoemakers in Kenya, right? And start competing with Italian shoes. You see what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say? Right, and so we need to understand that um, we don't need to do it all by ourselves within our country, right? Mm -hmm. Our countries are too small. Why don't we now enhance ourselves? Because at the end of the day, the market, the global market is so huge and there's so much space for us that our small states will get swallowed up. That's why SMEs coming together will help them build capacity to meet um, the challenging international economy and what it comes with. Um, and so, yeah, I hope I've pretty much answered your question now. Yeah, and I love that you said that we have so much opportunity when we access the global market. I mean, when you access global value chains as young Africans, um, I believe we access so much opportunity. And in turn, it will cause a positive spillover to even unemployment rates in our countries. Because we have so much unemployment rates in Africa, 10 to 12 million young Africans enter the job market each and every year. That's a huge number. Absolutely. And just to kind of go through what you've said, you've talk, talked about we as Africans have a common heritage. We don't just have to trade with one another. We, we can come together for the better of ourselves, but to trade with other countries, to, to kind of compete with other, with other regions, yeah? Yes. But what do you think, what do you think is, uh, why do you think we have this challenge of collaborations among Africans? Because I feel like we've had a lot of competition instead mm. of collaboration and partnerships. Why do you think is the reason? And I think for young people, we've, we have so many startups that are coming. In Kenya, we have um, what, what is called now the Silicon Savannah. And there's mm. so many young people who have brilliant ideas for right. those that have been able to um, succeed actually is because of partnerships. I was looking at one of the, mo the, the pro most promising um, startups in Africa and one of them is Market Force 360, which is founded by two young men. They came together with two ideas and just last year, they were able to raise up to 350 US dollars in seed funding, but there's still that challenge of why don't young Africans want to just collaborate and partner? What do you think is the reason? Boy, um, so I'll tell you this. I think it goes it goes back to history because one of the things, but it's like a whole long thing. So maybe just to summarize it a little, I'll tell you mm. this, for example. Um, one of the things that people think, people think that nations rise 
um, maybe just because of economic power, but economic power is backed a lot by ideology. What is ideology? How people think. So for a long time, when you were staying in Africa, you watched American movies. You had never eaten yes. a burger before, but you were thinking of what a burger would taste like. You looked forward to things like um, ice, maybe, I don't know, maybe going to an ice cream parlor that dressed in a particular way, the music. In international relations, we call it soft power. What When a country exports soft power, they are actually beginning to... Um, entice people with their culture, with their ideas. In Africa, we've never even been able to embrace our own culture to be able to sell it abroad. So if you see, a lot of people started watching Chinese movies before China became one of the most powerful economies. And yeah. so prior to China becoming what it is today, people had already engaged with a bit of Chinese um, culture, whether it was through food or through movies. So one of the things mm. that puts people together, people will say, what brings people more together than things like food or travel? Even like, um, if let's say traveling is so expensive, that's one of the, also the biggest things within Africa. It's easier to move to former colonial states or so from Ghana to, to Britain, it's much easier. Or let's say someone was in Congo, they wanted to go to Belgium or Ivory Coast to France, right? It's much mm. cheaper. Exactly. And so all of the people have still felt connected to the former um, colonial um, states, right, as compared to their neighboring countries. So one of the things that also helps with um, people collaborating is traveling, traveling to even see that, oh, we're not so different. Um, mm. Because through travel, I, and I think that travel is one of the biggest things, I think, through travel, people can actually exchange ideas, engage with other people. Mm-hmm. And also, um, one of the other, and I say I call it soft power, the media. So Africans, like, but right now, like for example, young Africans are listening to a lot of um, Afro Afro beats, right? So people even yeah. may not be necessarily exactly, people may not necessarily be um, Nigerian, but they may love certain Nigerian beats, right? So they've connected yeah. in some way, right? Now maybe yeah. someone out here, oh, I know Sati, so maybe I've never been to Kenya, but I've heard their music. So things like mm-hmm. this connect people. So I think that. I think actually it's in our era that we can capitalize on pushing ideas of especially internal travel, exploring okay. um, our countries. Europe is so easy to move from France to London, London to Luxembourg. You see, there's a lot of um, exchange programs going on with students. So if we mm-hmm. can institute stuff like that, it would help to bring more of a connection than a disconnect. Um, amongst our people, I, I think that traveling and media and just selling um, the, 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 the ideologies and culture brings people closer. And so I think mm. that in our time, you may see that happening more as people are becoming more exposed. All right. right. All right. Fantastic. Um, now let's talk about how young people can take advantage of the after for the development and growth of their businesses. I know we've highlighted on the importance of partnerships at the beginning we talked about, we don't want competition, we want to work with one another. But how can young people um, take advantage in whether in tools, in group of tools or tools or threes, two startups coming together to form one, how can they take advantage of the after for the development and growth of their businesses? Okay, so one thing I'll say is that with the AFTA, the AFTA covers a bunch of areas. It covers trading goods and trading services. So mm. the goods you're looking at products and then whether it's finished goods or raw materials and services, you're looking at skills, whether it's things in, like you said, talking about startups, trying to like come together. Maybe I want to start a company in Rwanda, for example, but I, I'm Ghanaian, right? Or I want to mm. collaborate with Rwandese. Like, what would that mean for us when we come together, the kind of tax we'll pay? So one of the things that um, people need to also know that that area, the services area of the AFCFT is still being negotiated. In 
uh-huh. fact, even the other, even the agreement itself is still being gradually rolled out in a very at a very slow pace, unfortunately. And so there has been, and you know, there's been more excitement about it as compared to implementation. And what actually makes implementation is infrastructure. The unfortunate thing is that things like the single African air market that was supposed to allow maybe Africans to travel at a cheaper price hasn't really been um, instituted yet. Our roads, for example. So one of the things that people need to also understand, the AFCFT is there to help facilitate things like collaboration, but a lot of the key things that are supposed to be put in place for that to work, the laws, the the kind of um, policies you have to know, maybe if I want to come and do something in Kenya with a business, maybe what I have to sign, these are still being negotiated. But what I would actually say is that nothing helps law more than um, dispute. So what will happen is that when I say dispute, maybe contention. So let's say, for example, the agreement has been signed, right? But they wouldn't know how well to make the agreement unless issues start coming up. It's for example, let's say you buy a new machine, right? And you may think the machine will work a particular way, but you won't, you won't be able to work out the machine well until you start using it. So sometimes we just need to start. The collaboration. So for us, for example, at Blackbridge, we started speaking with other um, people in, in South Africa who are trying to do the same thing with consulting. How can we collaborate? So we started finding people online, just going online to ask questions. Hey, what are you doing in your country? Okay, let's say, for example, somebody wants to start a business or maybe wants to buy avocados from Ghana. You don't have the information. Don't worry. You don't need to come all the way to out. So mm. stuff like that, um, being able to just find people you can connect with online, having these little, little discussions, I think it, it starts from somewhere. And so once yes. you start connecting with one another, we can build towards something and we can actually push for policy to be made. Maybe we'll start trying to do something and realize that, oh, wait, it's not working out. Why? Then we discover that maybe what the governments have said is not working. Then we can push policy through maybe even having um what, what do you call it these things unions maybe um mm-hmm. I don't know, young union sme unions of you know what i'm trying to say of east africa or, or east and west yes. africa or stuff yes. like that and then we can push for policy on the on the national and continental level but we need to start convert like connecting first with each other right yes. let's start trying to do something let's see what the problems you are facing are and then being able to to share those problems and then try to find solutions for them all right, super great. You've to, you've said that we just need to start, and I love that you've mentioned that what you're doing at your organization, you are reaching out to people online, and I think it's such a blessing that in our age we have an online platform where through LinkedIn you can reach out to anyone. I mean, I reached out to you through LinkedIn. I found you email <laughs> through LinkedIn. Right. So yeah, I'm, we have such a, a a great advantage as young people to take up the responsibility and just start. We need to take up our tools and just start. Um, Mame, I think first, I, 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 I wanna finalize this conversation. It has been short, but really, really amazing. Um, I want you to talk about any piece of advice that you can give to any young person that is looking, probably looking wow. to the benefits of the after. What, you know, they're kind of wondering, actually yesterday, just to yes. digress a little bit, yesterday in one of, uh, when I was doing one of the recordings for this podcast, just on sustainable trade, we talked yes. about how not and everybody knows that actually there's something called the after. 
mm-hmm. when you go to the grassroots, when you go to, you know, just that common person that selling goes out there, they don't even know there's an agreement that, uh, you know, uh, African leaders went out there and signed and it's for the benefit of those that are trading. Yes. So my, uh, it's, it's not a question, but I would like you to kind of give an advice to young people who uh, probably are not aware of the after because the aim of this podcast is to make people aware, to make people understand. And not just the after, but any other, any other thing or any other argument that is always for the benefit of young people. What can you say to this person? Okay, so one thing I'll say to the young people out there is that one of the things, let's say, um, for a long time, Africa has not been able to trade within itself to a to a point where it's like, um, how would I say, um, beneficial. So let's say in trafficking, trade has been at 15%, but Africa's mm. trade with countries like um, the US or even regions like Europe and China have been as high as 80, 70%. What you need mm-hmm. to understand about that is that you're more likely to see products from those regions on our market as compared to seeing products from another African country on your market. And that would mean mm. that, and one of the things that we also need to understand is that Africa, usually our countries, even though we had, it's, it's um, we are, the people say, oh, we are not um, can- a country, we are a continent. I don't even mm. know who, who decides what to give those meanings because I think we're just one people. When we see ourselves yes. as one, we are mm. able to operate on that level. And I'll say that, um, Along, for a long time, we've only been selling raw materials, where the cost or the value of raw materials on the international market is low. So mm. something like um, cocoa that we sell in Ghana, we don't make our own chocolate. So we sell the cocoa. Somebody would, in Switzerland will buy your cocoa, will produce the cocoa and sell maybe chocolate and maybe um, other products from the cocoa to you at a higher price. Does it even make sense, right? So the idea of the African continental free trade area is to help African countries come to a place where they can produce finished goods so we can also sell finished products on the market. And also the more we, and I think that one thing people don't understand is that trade doesn't only shape the buying of goods and services. It's also, it shapes ideologies, it shapes beliefs. People connect mm-hmm. through, I'm drink, imagine I'm here drinking Kenyan tea. Maybe I've never mm. drank it I feel connected to Kenya that way. So one of the things that we are, our ideas or our beliefs of who we are as a people is even shaped by trade. Trade, trade is exchange. And so the mm. AFCFTA is supposed to remove every barrier, all the borders, all the things that make it difficult for somebody in Malawi to connect with somebody in Kenya, whether it's through selling or through travel. And so now I don't have to move so far. Maybe if I'm in Malawi, I don't have to struggle so much to connect with someone in Singapore. When for maybe Malawi to Kenya is so short and I can sell easier from there and then and exchange stuff. And let me even make it a little more practical. Milk, for example, in Uganda or Ethiopia, even I think in Kenya, it's very cheap. Ghana, we don't drink fresh milk. We import fresh milk. We don't even import fresh milk. We import packed cotton milk. It's not mm. fresh. Yeah, so our milk here is condensed. But milk in places like East Africa is so cheap. So when mm. we want to buy milk, yes. we have to wait and get boxed milk from Europe. You see, mm. yeah, yeah. Meat, meat here is expensive. You see, people do barbecues a lot in the East Africa, Southern Africa. Meat here is a big deal. So why do we have to import meat all the way from France or something when we can get it cheap from East Africa? You see, mm. so these are little things that we can do as a people to realize that maybe poverty, poverty is actually a mindset. And when we come out of that mindset to say the solution is just here with your neighbor, 
that yes, mm. yes, we, we are a continent, but we are one people, we are one market. Africa will be the most powerful region in the world because we are the basket of food globally, but yet we are hungry. And maybe it's because yes. we are not working together, you see. So the yes. AFCFA should help us to come together to be able to you know, alleviate poverty, to trade and empower ourselves to compete on the global market. I hope that- um, Wow, that was powerful. Powerful. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for sharing Thank that. Um, I'm even more inspired to love my, my nation and my continent and just the beauty uh, of us being connected. Right. Ah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank, thank you so much, Mame. It's been lovely having you to just talk about that. Um, these conversations, we these conversations are really helping so many young people, including myself. I'm telling you what I've just sitting with uh, international trade experts and having these conversations for. I've been sitting with them for uh, the past two days, and I still have more conversations. And it's so rich to just hear how Africans are passionate about. Um, developing Africa and a lot developing trade in Africa. And I think we're, we're really on the right path as Africans. So thank you so much, Mame. Thank and to all our listeners, you. yes. And to all our listeners, please do uh, follow us, share this podcast episode with your friends. Let us learn about Africa. If you want to talk to Mame, she's an incredible international trade consultant. Please reach out to her. Mame, can you please tell us how people can reach out to you? Maybe they'd want to consult uh, right. with something. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So um, to reach out to me, definitely check out. Um, actually, you know what? So uh, I'm on LinkedIn with the name Awenadokanyoga, mm-hmm. um, which you probably see on the podcast. Our yeah. consulting firm is Blackbridge Consulting Group LTD. So you can check that out, www.blackbridgeconsultinggroupltd. And we are also on Instagram, um, Blackbridge Consulting Ghana. So you can feel free to also check for our page. And if you have any inquiries on doing trade here in Ghana, we would love to trade with Kenya, my goodness. There's so many things to mm. so that. So if there's anybody out there who has any great ideas on how we can collaborate and do some trade, please get in touch and let's let's look at what we can do together as a team. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Mame. This has been yeah. such an incredible conversation and it has been lovely to have you on board.